Sure was good, all kidding aside, that was great, wasn't it? Uh, amen. God has sure blessed us around here with some good singers. And uh, I guess it's to make up for the bad preaching. But uh, we appreciate uh, appreciate how God's blessed us. And, and uh, I really mean that. We've got a lot of, lot of good singers. And uh, it's uh, never a problem to get somebody to sing because we've got so many people that want to and that can. And, uh, and uh, it's just great. Amen. Love them all, everyone that sings. I love to hear them all. Amen. All right, let's take our Bible tonight and uh, turn to John tonight, please. John chapter 1, verse uh, 35 through verse 40 tonight. John chapter 1, verse 35 through verse 40 tonight. Again, we appreciate those that are watching online. We don't have as many online at night. A lot of times we do in the morning. I know uh, uh, Sandy and Wendy and, and uh, tonight Mary is with them tonight. They're all watching online because of the weather. Uh, Mary didn't come, get to come back out uh, tonight. Brother Rondles uh, wasn't able to be here this morning. I'm sure him and Linda is uh, watching online uh, tonight. And so we appreciate those. And you can get help online. You uh, you can uh, make an altar there in your living room if you need to. Uh, amen. You can testify. You say, well, there wouldn't nobody hear it. Well, the Lord would. And that's, who, that's who it's to anyways, the Lord. Amen. All right. John chapter 1, verse number 35. And again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard Jesus heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and said unto them, Following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? And he saith unto them, Come and see. Jesus always welcomes you to come. Uh, and they came and saw where he dwelt. If you ever see where he dwelt, you'll want to stay there. And they came and saw where he dwelt, and behold, with him and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Thank you. you can be seated. Our fathers, we come, Lord. We truly, Lord, could just listen to them two songs tonight, Lord. It's been good enough, Lord. More than we deserve to hear. That kind of singing, that kind of song, we could go home right now, Lord, and feel like it, Lord, we had got something tonight out of the service. The Lord is the Holy Spirit has led us, and Lord, we never want to preach unless you want preaching. And Lord, if you want singing, worship, I want singing and worship. Uh, Lord, if you want to intervene in the service, Lord, and change the course of it, I'm all for it. Just let me know what you want to do, and I just want to be a part of it. Uh, but Lord, tonight you seem to have led to go on with the preaching tonight, and I am, Lord, excited about this truth that I've found in the Word of God. And I think it, uh, I know it'll help me, and I know it'll help others also, if we just learn to apply this great truth, Lord, to everyday life. Lord, always, Lord, always, we know we don't even have to ask you, Lord. We know that always, that Lord, your your eyes upon the lost and your heart. Uh, Lord, it, it reaches out to those that are lost. And the Holy Spirit's main focus, uh, Lord, is upon those that don't know the Savior. 
And uh, so, Lord, we know you'll be doing that tonight. And uh, we thank you. Help the saints too, Lord. We're not lost, but we need help. And we pray you'll give it to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. I want to preach tonight on something everybody needs to know. I think you'd like to know this. I want to preach tonight on the man that found the answer to every problem. Wouldn't you like to find the answer to every problem? Everybody's got problems. Uh, everybody's got problems and they always need a solution to the problem that they have, whatever it might be. Problems come in three sizes. Little problems, mid-sized problems, and gigantic problems. And if it's your problem, even if it's a small problem, sometimes it can seem gigantic. Uh, the devil is a master at always, always making problems look worse than what they really are. Very few times in my life that there's been 911 calls, if you will, emergencies. Very few times are they ever as bad as what they seem to be at the moment. There has been a few times they were that bad and even worse. But most of the time it don't turn out that way. Don't turn out that way. And uh, I know that you'd like to have an answer to know what to do with every problem in life. I'd say tonight everybody here has probably got a problem uh, that they're thinking about dealing with coming up or already here and they're trying to deal with it. Well, there's a man here in these verses I read. There's a man here that found the answer to every problem. And we're going to look at it tonight and see what he does. Look here in John uh, 40 and verse 42. And the Bible said... Uh, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And he first findeth his own brother, Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Amen. Now, you can never read about Andrew having a problem. Uh, he has problems, but he always knows what to do with them. Unlike the Apostle Peter that you read about, Peter had major problems. Uh, Peter always was trying to put his best foot forward, but usually wound up stumbling and falling over it. Peter always was quick to say something, but it seemed to always be the wrong thing or the wrong time. Peter was always listening, but sometimes he never did hear. And Peter had major problems in his life. Thomas had problems. When you read about Thomas, Thomas was always the kind of the doubtful one, kind of the downhearted one. If you seem to study his life, it seems like that he's always that way. When Jesus said in John 11, he said, we're going to see my friend Lazarus. And Thomas was willing to go, but Thomas said, we'll go with you, and we might well go die too, and we'll go with you. He was always kind of the, kind of the downharder, if you will. Uh, in the, after, Jesus was, after Jesus spoke to the disciples in the upper room and told them to not let their hearts be troubled and went through a great discord to try to encourage them, uh, it was Thomas that said, Lord, where you go, we don't know, and the way we don't know. 
We don't know how you're going to do it, Lord. We don't know. Well, I'm glad he asked that question because it brought about a great answer. Uh, But Thomas was the one that after the resurrection that for whatever reason it might, might have been, I heard something this week I'd never thought about before, but somebody said that maybe Thomas was like most Baptists. He actually was on the way. He was just running late. And uh, maybe that was the case. I don't know. It kind of reads that way, but I know Thomas wasn't there when Jesus came. And he had a little problem with doubting, which we all have that kind of problem. But Thomas had a, had a problem like that. And James and John, they had problems. And, and uh, they were always wanting to be in the lead. They wanted to, they wanted to sit on the front row. They, they always wanted to be the one that uh, was at the top of the list. They wanted to sit on Jesus' right and Jesus' left. Uh, and uh, they had some problems. Uh, but you never read about Andrew, Andrew having anything happen like that. And the reason was is that Andrew found early on in his life, Andrew found the solution to every problem early on in his life and he carried it on all the rest of his life. You say, what was it, Brother Rick? Well, in our reading here tonight, our starting out tonight, he has a family problem. Do you ever have family problems? The Bible said he had a family problem. You say, what was it? Well, he had a brother named Peter. Simon, before he got to know the Lord, and if you know anything about Simon, you know if you had a brother like him, you had a problem, amen? Uh, uh, Like I said, he was always uh, loud. He was always uh, telling everybody else what to do. Uh, He was just that kind of a personality, amen? Uh, and, uh, and Andrew, of course, he loved his brother. We all love our family. We ought to. Uh, and, uh, but it don't matter how much you love your family, there's always family problems. Amen. Uh, uh, they always arise and they always come up and sometimes we don't know how to handle them. Amen. Uh, but I want you to know that the very first time... Uh, that uh, Thomas was told about the Lord Jesus uh, and the very first thing that Thomas did, uh, he brought his problem to Jesus. The Bible said, and he brought him to Jesus. Uh, uh, You know what the answer is to every family problem? Uh, Bring it to Jesus. Uh, You know what we do with our family problems? Uh, We we first, usually three things we do when we have family problems. Uh, First of all, and this is not only true with family problems, this is true of all problems, uh, is that the first thing that we do uh, is we try to take care of it ourselves. And uh, we ought to learn early on that would never work uh, uh, because the first family that ever had a problem was Genesis 3. uh, And the Bible said they had a sin problem. uh, And you know what they did? They tried to take care of it themselves. Uh, The Bible said they made themselves uh, aprons of fig leaves. Uh, They tried to take care of their problem themselves, and it came out a disaster. Uh, uh, They came out with more family problems. Uh, uh, The husband was against the wife, and the wife was against the husband, and they were blaming this one and blaming that one, and they had all kinds of problems because they tried to deal with it themselves. That's human nature. The first thing we try to do is we try to deal with our problems on ourselves. Uh, 
I'll fix it on my own. I don't need anybody to help me. I'll take care of it myself. We have in that. We also have in that. I think about David. Oh, if anybody ever had family problems, David had family problems. Uh, you know, it all started with a uh, with an affair with Bathsheba. That's where the problem started. Uh, and uh, she came to David and said, David, I'm with child. Uh, and David, you know what he did? Uh, he tried to handle that problem on his own. Uh, uh, he said, well, he said, let me think a minute. I know what we'll do. Uh, we'll send for Uriah the Hittite, your husband, and we'll bring him here and I'll get him drunk and I'll make him come down and sleep with you in your house and then we'll just say the baby belongs to him. Uh, uh, well, the only problem was Uriah had more character than David did. Uh, and when he sent him down there, he slept outside on the porch. Uh, uh, he said, why, the rest of them's out on the battle feel uh, I ain't no way I'm going to sleep with my wife tonight and enjoy uh, a night's rest tonight and the rest of them out on the battlefield uh, and David still had a problem had a worse problem uh, and David said well I know what I'll do uh, he said I'll write a letter to Joab and I'll have Joab to send him up to the forefront of the battle and uh, and he'll get killed and that'll take care of it uh, uh, well he tried that uh, and he did get killed uh, but now he had a bigger problem uh, now not only, were, not only did he have a problem with Bathsheba and a problem with his own self, uh, he had a problem with God. Uh, because the Bible said in the last verse of that, that 11th chapter, the Bible said, And God was greatly displeased. Uh, uh, David said, Well, uh, he said, I'll just take care of this problem. Uh, I'll just go along like ain't nothing ever happened. Uh, I'll just keep going along. Uh, uh, well, he had a greater problem. Uh, uh, the baby was born. Uh, uh, and David and said, well, I'll take care of this. I'll, I'll just go and I'll pray and I'll, uh, I'll just do this and nobody knows about it anyway. And then he had a bigger problem because God sent the preacher down to his house uh, and Nathan the prophet come down there and he said, you the man. Uh, uh, you the one that sinned. Uh, and uh, well, David wound up with a bigger problem than all. You say, what happened? The baby was born and the baby died. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, so what that tells me tonight uh, is that when we try to solve our problems by ourselves, uh, we only make problems worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, the second thing that we do to try to solve our problems, uh, if if we don't uh, uh, try to solve them ourselves, or maybe we do and that didn't work, uh, uh, then we try to bring our problems to somebody else. Uh, uh, we call this one in the church or that one in the church or even go talk to the pastor or most of the time talk to somebody that knows nothing about God uh, uh, somebody down on the assembly line or down at the workplace uh, that don't know anything about God and say what do you think I ought to do uh, and the Bible said blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly uh, uh, you don't want to get your advice from ungodly people uh, uh, but sometimes they're not ungodly people uh, I remember when the disciples came down from the Mount of Transfiguration uh, I remember when they come down there's a man come running to them had a problem uh, and he said my boy's mixed with a devil uh, and he said I, I need you to help my boy uh, uh, you know the problem was uh, uh, he brought him to somebody but he brought him to the wrong person uh, uh, did you know many times we bring our problems we try to solve them ourselves uh, 
we try to bring them to someone else uh, and that someone else as good as they might be they might be the wrong person that we ought to bring them to uh, but Andrew knew the answer uh, uh, Andrew you know what he did with that problem he brought it right to Jesus Christ uh, uh, can I tell you that before uh, uh, you ever try to do it yourself before you ever try to get someone else's help uh, the first thing in every problem uh, is to bring it to Jesus amen uh, I bring it to Jesus. Uh, why that man brought that boy to Jesus uh, and he said, Lord, uh, he said, this boy's vexed with the devil. Uh, oftentimes he cast him down, tries to throw him into the fire. Uh, and he said, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't do nothing. Uh, and Jesus said, bring the boy to me. Uh, and the Bible said they brought that boy to Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, they brought him to Jesus. Uh, and Jesus uh, uh, took care of that problem. Amen. Uh, I read about my mother worked in the paints factory for many years. Uh, uh, probably some people here that maybe worked in the paints factory. Uh, Joanne said she did. Uh, uh, but I, re I read about a lady that worked in a, a sewing pl place uh, where that they had a lot of spools of thread uh, uh, that was on the machine. Uh, and they had a big sign up there uh, uh, on that machine, on all the machines, uh, and it said, if your threads get tangled, uh, uh, call the foreman immediately. Uh, uh, well, this one woman, her her threads got tangled, and she tried to untangle them herself uh, and made matters worse. Uh, and when worse came to worse, uh, uh, she called the foreman, and he come in there, uh, and uh, he looked and said, oh my, he said, what a mess. Uh, and the lady said, sir, I done the best I could. Uh, he said, ma'am, the best you can do uh, is call the foreman. Amen. Uh, uh, you know the best you can do when you got problems uh, is not try to straighten them up yourself. Uh, uh, not try to get other people to help you. Uh, uh, the best thing you can do uh, is bring them to the boss. Amen. Uh, and say, what do I need to do? Amen. Uh, you see, we're always we always are having trouble making decisions. Amen. We just don't know what to do. Amen. But Andrew learned the answer. Andrew said, "Bring them to Jesus." And Andrew, when Andrew brought them to Jesus, Andrew didn't have no family problems no more. There's Jesus' family problem, and Jesus knew how to handle it. Amen. So Andrew had a family problem. Look over in John 6, 1 and 5. John 6, 1 through 5. And the Bible said, After these things Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come, he saith unto them, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy that these may eat? Uh, 
This he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them take a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here with five loaves and two barley fishes. Here was a man that not only had a family problem like that all of you have had, but here was a man that had a financial problem. You say, what do you mean a financial problem? Well, the Bible said, they said, where can we buy bread for these to eat? 200 pennies worth would not be sufficient for all of them. Listen, there is family problems and there is financial problems. You know what Andrew did? Andrew noticed Andrew did the same thing with the financial problem that he did with the family problem. Amen. Most people do two or three things with financial problems. One, they one they just ignore them. Amen. They just send it away. Brother Marty used to say he had a bushel basket for a mailbox and Whenever the mailman fill it up, he'd just dump it out in the trash can. Amen. Uh, and uh, act like they, did, they didn't exist. Amen. Uh, uh, some people just ignore uh, family, pro- just ignore financial problems. Uh, they just ignore the electric bill or the water bill uh, until the lights go out and a drip comes out of the faucet uh, and then they realize how real that it is. Amen. Uh, uh, well, this is a financial problem here uh, and they just ignored it some people they just ignore their financial problems thinking that they'll get better uh, by and by but no problem ever gets better by and by Uh, you have to make a solution you have to do something Uh, you have to address the problem in some way or the other and the Bible said there uh, uh, that Andrew when they come to him uh, uh, Philip and them they said send them away just just get rid of them Uh, Uh, That's what a lot of people do with their problems. They just act like they don't have one. Uh, uh, They just send it away. They just say, uh, let it go. I don't have a problem. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, I don't like to deal with problems either. But you know, we have to sometimes. Amen. And so they ignored it. Others, Others of them, they thought it was impossible. There's no answer to this problem. The Bible said, they said, Philip said, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient. Amen. Uh, they said that there's no answer to this problem. It, it is an impossibility. And uh, so they just throw the whole thing out the window. A lot of people have got problems today that they think there's no answer to. They've tried ignoring it. It's still there. And they think it's an impossible thing. Uh, uh, there's no answer to that problem. Uh, there is not any problem uh, uh, that there is not an answer to some way or the other. Uh, it may take a while to figure it out. Uh, it may take a while to get the answer. Uh, uh, but every problem there is, uh, uh, there's a God in heaven that's got a solution for that problem uh, uh, and an answer for that problem. Amen. Uh, and so we got them that ignored it. Uh, we got them that said it is impossible. There's nothing we can do. Uh, but you got Andrew, the man that knows the answer to every problem uh, and Andrew did the identical thing he did with the family problem uh, is the same thing he did with the financial problem uh, uh, you say what did he do he brought what he had uh, uh, he brought the lad there 
few fishes, few loaves, uh, and he brought them, and he didn't take them to Peter. He didn't take them to Peter. He didn't take them to Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. Uh, he brought what he had, and he gave it to Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, can I tell you the best way to handle any problem, no matter what it is, uh, it is to bring that problem to Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, people sit in the pews uh, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, they pass by the family altar day after day, the prayer closet week after week, uh, uh, and they never ever bring their problem to Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, there's an altar here. It's a big one. Uh, I had the fellow build that. was a brother Barry. Uh, and he built that altar. And he said, what kind of altar you want? I said, I want a big one. I want a bigger one as we can have. And he come in there and measured that thing. And he said, this is as big altar as you can have without it hanging over the end. I said, I want every inch of it. Amen. You say, why? Because people have big problems. Amen. Don't think about that as an altar. Look at that and think about that as the shoulders of Jesus. Uh, and you can bring every problem uh, and lay it there on the shoulders of Jesus. Uh, uh, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Uh, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek, lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest uh, uh, for your souls. Amen. Uh, I'm glad that Andrew knew what to do uh, in all of Andrew, you see, this was a mathematical problem. Uh, and Andrew had 5,000 people, uh, and he had, what did it say? He had uh, five loaves and two fishes. Is that what it was? Uh, uh, he had seven uh, things there, five loaves, two fishes, uh, and 5,000 people. Uh, that's a mathematical problem, amen. Uh, uh, but you know what? In all of Andrew's uh, mathematical problems, uh, Jesus was the chief figure, amen. Uh, I want you to know uh, uh, there ain't no problem that he can't handle, amen. Uh, uh, there ain't nothing that he can't figure out, amen. Uh, uh, you say, Brother Rick, how'd he do that? I don't know, but I've had him do it for me. I, I've had him stretch $300 somehow or another to pay $500 worth of bills. I, I've had him to pay, I've had him to stretch $1,000 worth of needs uh, uh, with $500 worth of money. Uh, uh, you say, how'd he do it? I don't know how he did it. I don't care how he did it. I just know that if you bring it to him, he's able to do it. Amen. Uh, he's able to do it. You see, God don't use Mathematics like you and I use. God, God don't use that kind of stuff. It's divine mathematics that God uses. Look here in verse 9. It said they had five loaves, two small fishes. And they said, why are they among so many? And Jesus made the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. You say, how'd they know how many there was? Well, they put 50 here, and 50 here, and 50 here, and 50 here, and the men here, and the women here, and the children here. Uh, now, if you punched all them together, they wouldn't be no way to tell how many you had. Uh, uh, but if you got 50 in a group, you say 50, 100, 150, uh, 200, 250, 300. Why, well, you can count it up just like that. And the Bible said Jesus had 5,000 there. And Jesus took the loaves uh, and when he gave thanks, he distributed to the disciples.
disciples and the disciples to them that were down and likewise of the fish as much as they would and when they were filled he said unto his disciples gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost now this is divine mathematics you say what do you mean the Lord don't do like you and I do you see when you and I subtract from something here's the loaf when we subtract from something we have less but when Jesus subtracted from something it became multiplication and he had more amen you see you and I when we divide something when we divide something we have less but Jesus divided this and it multiplied amen it became even more listen Jesus is the only one Jesus is the only one that can start with a hole and when he gets done with the hole the fragments that are left the fractions that are left are more than what he started with the Bible said he ended up with 12 loaves Amen. I tell you, uh, that ought to flip your switch tonight. Uh, amen. That ought to help you. Uh, uh, that ought to make Episcopalian kick the back out of his robe tonight. Amen. That ought to make a church of Christ run the aisle. Uh, I tell you, that ought to make you happy tonight. No, you got a God like that that's able to handle every financial crisis. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Family problem. Get it to Jesus. Financial problem. Get it to Jesus. Look in John 12. Look at verse 20, 21, 22. And notice the context of verse 12 through 19. We're not going to read it, but it's a triumphal entry. Verse 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast the same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethesda of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. And Philip cometh and telleth Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. We don't have a family problem here. We don't have a financial problem. What we got here is a folk ethnic problem. In other words, what we've got here is a race problem. Amen. Uh, uh, you got Greeks here uh, and the Jews and the Greeks don't have nothing to do with each other. Can I tell you that race problems are not new uh, with 2021? Uh, uh, no sir, no ma'am. Uh, uh, race problems have went all the way back through the Bible. Uh, all the way through the Bible right up to our present hour. Uh, I tell you there's always been race problems. Uh, and the Bible said Philip had a uh, Philip and Andrew had a race problem here. Uh, uh, Philip brought him two Jews that wanted to see, or two Greeks that wanted to see Jesus. Uh, and Philip didn't know what to do with them, uh, but he had a pretty good idea who might know what to do. Amen. And the Bible said, uh, the Bible said that Philip knew what to do. You see, this is a problem here. You say why? You remember over in John 4? You remember that Samaritan woman? Samaritans were half-breeds. The Jews hated them. That's why Jesus told that parable about, uh, about the Good Samaritan. That's why He told that parable. And Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. The Samaritan woman said it herself. 
She said, why are you talking to me? We don't even talk to each other. Can I tell you that you cannot solve any problem I know of uh, without conversation? And if you can't sit down and talk to each other, you're never going to solve that problem, be it husband and wife, mom and children, uh, church and members, members and pastor, whatever it might be. You'll never get that problem solved until there's a conversation between the two. Amen. Uh, and so there's a real problem here. Uh, uh, the Jews don't even want to talk to them. Uh, and so they bring them to Andrew. Uh, and you see there's a little bit of cowardness here. You say, what do you mean? Well, look here. The Bible said the same therefore came to Philip. Why'd they come to Philip? Philip's a Greek name. They're Greeks. So they thought, well, Philip's a Greek. We'll probably get more help through him, one of our own kind, than we will Andrew, a Jew. And so the Bible said they brought him to Philip. But Philip is like everybody just about. Philip is intimidated. What are they going to think if I bring these Greeks to Jesus? He's intimidated. Just like Peter was intimidated in Galatians to sit and eat with Paul and those that believed in salvation by grace. Uh, uh, when the Judaizers come in, Philip, uh, he or Peter had been in agreement with Paul. He believed what Paul believed. Uh, but when them Judaizers came in, he was intimidated. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm praying every day of my life. I, I'm praying God help me not be intimidated by any man or any woman. Uh, help me not be intimidated by anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Help me not to worry if anybody think my preaching's good, my sermons are good, uh, my witness is good, my life is good. Uh, help me not to be intimidated by anybody except the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, he's the only one that matters anyway. Uh, but you see, that's, that's part of the problem with race problem. People are intimidated. It's not that they're wor It's not what they think. But they're intimidated about what the brother's going to think. They're intimidated about what somebody else is going to think about this situation. And so you know what you do? You pass the book. Philip takes them and he brings them. He brings them to Andrew. Now here's a little here's a little nugget to, in the Bible tonight. You know, right in the beginning, before those Greeks came, there was the triumphal entry of Jesus. No doubt they were there or they heard about it. Now go all the way back in your Bible to the book of Zechariah. And uh, Zechariah uh, chapter 9, verse 9. The Bible says, uh, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. And he is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon the coat the fall of the ass. Uh, uh, that was 500 years before Jesus ever got upon that donkey. Uh, uh, Zechariah prophesied of that. Uh, it would seem to be that those Greeks, uh, uh, having looked at Jesus riding in, uh, and having known the Old Testament Scriptures, uh, uh, that they made the connection between Zechariah 9 uh, and this one riding into Jerusalem on a 
fall of an ash. And they made the connection and they said, this must be him. And we want to see him. We want to see him. But there was another problem. Look down in verse 13 of chapter 9 of Zechariah. And the Bible said, when I have bent Judah for me, Fill the bow with Ephraim and raised up thy sons, O Zion. Watch this. Against thy sons, O Greece, and make thee as a sword of a mighty man. The prophecy is that there'll be a struggle between the Greek and there'll be a struggle between the Jews. They all know this. Philip won't want nothing to do with it. Philip... Uh, he don't want to have. He don't want to handle this thing. So he brings him to Andrew. Uh, notice what Andrew does. The Bible says uh, that he brought him to Andrew, uh, and the Bible says. Let me get back over my place. Uh, the Bible says in uh, John twelve. The Bible says he brought him. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew. What's the wording of this now? Philip cometh and telleth Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. Amen. Notice who's in the forefront. Who do you think done the telling? It was Andrew that has the habit of every problem that comes up, David, uh, every problem there is, whatever it might be, uh, Andrew has the problem of bringing that problem to Jesus. Uh, and so here Andrew comes with that race problem. Uh, he don't know what to do with it. Uh, and the Bible says that Andrew, uh, he brings them to Jesus, race problem over with. Amen. Uh, I want you to know we're living in a time uh, uh, and there's a lot of things that go on. Uh, a lot of us have race problems in our family. Uh, I, I tell you, I used to be intimidated by the brethren and what they might think. Uh, uh, but I've learned in the Word of God uh, uh, the best thing to do with a race problem, uh, uh, the best thing to do with it uh, is to get them to Jesus. Uh, I don't care if they're black, red, white, uh, uh, turquoise. I don't care what color they are. Uh, if they're in your family, uh, I tell you the best thing to do is get them to Jesus. Uh, anybody is better off if they got Jesus in their life. Uh, amen. Uh, if I got somebody in my family that's not of the same race as I am, uh, my solution is get them saved. Amen. Uh, I get them saved. Uh, I get them to Jesus. Uh, and if you can get them saved and get them to Jesus, uh, I'd rather have somebody of another race saved and love the Lord and follow the Lord uh, than to have somebody of the same race lost without God and don't even care nothing about Jesus I'll take it every time amen I think I just opened up one artery I won't need that catheter now Philip had a common answer Every problem. That's right. The Bible said, And Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. What's the answer? What's the answer to every problem? Philip seemed to find it. You don't, you don't have any problems. You don't find anything about Andrew having any problems. You say, Why? Because as soon as he gets one, he turns it over to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
You say, well, Brother Rick, there's got to be more to it than just turning it over to Jesus. Oh, yeah. You've got to turn it over to Jesus. And then you've got to listen to what Jesus says do. They turned the fish over and the loaves over to Jesus and that wouldn't have solved the problem unless they'd listen to what Jesus said do and the Jesus said bring it to me and then he got them to pass it out and so they became a part of the answer to the problem and what I'm saying is you bring your problems to Jesus maybe they're financial problems and if Jesus said get rid of that house you can't afford get rid of that new car you can't afford I quit trying to keep up with the Joneses, uh, uh, do what Jesus says uh, and he'll solve your problem. Amen. Uh, if you got marriage problems, bring them to Jesus. Uh, do what he says. Husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Wife, you love your husband uh, and obey your husband. Children, you obey your mom and your daddy. You do what Jesus says when you bring it to him and he will solve your problem. If you're lost, if you're lost tonight, bring that big problem of sin to Jesus. Uh, I do what He says do. You see, some people bring it to Him, but they won't do what He says do. Uh, he says, repent of your sins. Say you're sorry for being such a low down, wretched uh, a sinner. Uh, he said, bring it to Jesus. Uh, ask Him to forgive you. Jesus said, believe that I will forgive you and confess me as your Savior. Do what He says He do. Salvation problem over. Amen. You come to Jesus with a financial problem, and He says, "All right." He says, "Start cutting it, get rid of this stuff, and start paying your tithe." Do what He says. Do. Amen. So I got a problem. Bring it to the altar tonight. Lord said, "If you got a problem tonight, you bring it here, and you got all you got all against your brother." Jesus said, "Here's what you do: go to Him first, make it right, and then come back." You do what he says to do. See, he's got an answer to every problem. No matter what it is, he's got an answer. But it's like going to the doctor. It's like going to a lot of places. Uh, we don't like the answer. We want another answer. But you'll never get an answer to your problem until you bring it to Jesus. And then you do what Jesus says. I have things every day, weekly, for sure, that I don't know what to do with. You say, well, you do. I bring them to Jesus. Because Jesus said, commit all your ways unto the Lord. And He'll direct your paths. So I say, Lord, i got this going on this week. What I'm supposed to do, Lord. I'm supposed to do this on a certain time. And Lord, I'm supposed to do this. I'm bringing it to you. What do I do, Lord? If no answer comes, I watch for the answer to come during the week. If the Lord sends a, something interference, the Lord sends something along, then I know that I don't need to do that thing I was fixing to do. Amen. Amen. Bring it to Jesus. The Bible said, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding in all thy ways. Not some of them. All of them. Buying a house, buying a car. Certainly getting married. Amen. Amen. In all our ways. I'm trying to get in a habit, Jack. Uh, God brought it to my mind. You know, we bless our food when we eat it. Amen. And uh, I've been in a lot of places I wouldn't eat it without blessing it. 
But I've got to thinking about that one day. And I thought, Lord, I asked you to bless my food. I ain't never asked you to bless my message. Lord, bless this diabetic pill here. Bless this blood pressure pill, Lord. I don't know what it's supposed to do, Lord, but it happens to do good. I wonder how many less wrecks there'd be and how many people would still be living tonight if every time we got under the car wheel, that when, I don't know why we do this, we went yesterday and before we pulled out of the drive, I said, let's pray, boys. I, I don't know why we always do that when we're going with a group, I, but I wonder how much better it would be if every time we slid into the car, we said, Lord, I, I get me safely over the grocery store and get me safely back. I just wonder, amen, amen. I, I, this will work, Alexa. Remember what I'm saying. I, every time you get a problem, take it to Jesus. Jesus and do what he says do. It's the answer to every problem. Philip found it out early on in life. Amen. One more place. Look at Mark 13. Mark 13. This is also recorded in Matthew 24. But we look in Mark 13 and look at verse 1. And the Bible said, As he went out of the temple, that's Jesus, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, see what manner of stones, what buildings are here. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Seeth thou these great buildings? There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew. Andrew asked him privately, Tell us what shall these things be and what shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled. Not only does Andrew have a family problem, he took it to Jesus. Not only did Andrew have a financial problem, he took it to Jesus. Not only did Andrew have a folk ethnic problem, a race problem, he took it to Jesus. And now Andrew has a future problem. The disciples are talking and they're saying, what's about to happen? What's going to take place? And this is the only time, the only time in the Bible that you find Andrew with the classic three. Peter, James, and John, the inner circle. The ones that always went with Jesus. The ones in the garden. The ones up on the mountain. The ones that always went with Jesus. But this time you have Andrew with them. And thank God you do. Because if you didn't, there would be no Matthew 24, Mark 13, or you see Mark was won to the Lord by Peter. And a lot of what Mark wrote, the Holy Ghost gave him through Peter. Because Mark didn't see a lot of this stuff. Peter saw it all. And the Holy Ghost told Peter, he said, you tell Mark when he writes his Bible, be sure and put in there that when they came that day that Andrew was with them. Matthew didn't do that. John didn't do that. Now watch this. It's the only time Mark's mentioned with the other three. They're talking about Bible prophecy. 
They're talking, they've been talking about the thing that brought them to Jesus. They've been talking about the end of the world. They're worried about it. They're troubled about it. They're confused about it. And they're all talking about what's going to happen. What does this mean? What, what's going to take place here? And it was possibly anger. You get four preachers together talking about things that are not really definite in the Bible. And one believes in mid-trib. One believes in pre-trib. One believes in post-trib. And one believes in no-trib. And you get them all together, people get heated because pride. Everybody wants to think that he knows more than everybody else did. And I think what happened, I think Peter and James and John, and I think they all got heated. And Andrew said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go ask Jesus. And so they all went to Jesus. It's possible anger there. Possible anxiety. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to us? How's this all going to turn out? Kind of like you and I get sometimes. Watching the news. Looking at the world. We get full of anxiety. They're full of anxiety. And people are worried. And Andrew says, let's go ask Jesus. Let's go ask Jesus. The answer... The answer to future problems is the same answer as present problems. Take them to Jesus. You see, the problem was solved in Mark 13, 3, and the Bible said, And Andrew asked him privately. And Jesus said, Andrew, here's the way it's going to be. Problem solved. Amen. Did you know that I've had many problems solved right about there? Did you know I've had a whole lot of problems solved right behind them curtains on a Saturday night? Did you know I've had a whole lot of problems solved up there on the hill in that back room? I've had a lot of problems solved. Just talking to Jesus privately. And he said, son, here's the way it's going to be. And son, here's what you need to do. Problem solved. What I gave you tonight is worth a million dollars if you put it into practice. It'll keep you from having a nervous breakdown and a heart attack. It'll keep you from wringing your hands and pulling your hair out. Is every time you got a problem, bring it to Jesus. Father, thank you for.